for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again. It's a, it's a rare Sunday podcast for us, but, you know, we like to shake it up every once in a while. Um, so today we have a very special guest. She's from New Jersey, but lives in New York, but is currently in New Jersey <laughs> because of the whole COVID-19. I hope I got that right. We have uh, yep. Emily Abriel with us today. How's it going today, Emily? Yeah, that's that's true. What you said are facts today. It is going well. I'm in the burbs of New Jersey and I am outside and I'm a little hot, but it's mostly pleasant out. Nice. Thanks for having me, Tom. Not a problem. I'm glad we were able to uh, kind of get this rescheduled because obviously last weekend I had some uh, technical issues I was trying to work through and, you know, we got it fixed and we're back at it plugging away. Here we are. So, um, before we go too deep into everything, let's learn a little bit about you and who you are. Um, what's kind of your backstory? What got you into music? All that fun stuff. Sure. Yeah. So thanks for asking. I, um, I grew up in a musical environment. I formerly learned the saxophone, the alto sax when I was in school and, um, etc. And then I, I left the school system and picked up the guitar uh, when I was probably about 15, 14, 15, and taught myself with the help of the internet. And um, yeah, I mean, the rest is history from there. I, I would write songs and perform it at some local coffee shops around New Jersey. Then I went to um, university at Rutgers and played the local circuits there and got had some involvement in a lot of different um a lot of different areas of music while I was there between the radio station the entertainment magazine and then just playing the local circuit um then I graduated and got a job in New York City and ultimately wound up there and um yeah I, I've worked at a very um, I'll say manageable pace with this one producer out in Brooklyn named Matt Dubasile. And I've just booked some studio time with him whenever I could fit it in because my my um I was working in, in live events, managing the guest experience uh, with, with the software. So I was constantly traveling. So he was very um, considerate of my of my wild schedule and we would just book some studio time whenever we could. And then uh, as kind of the end of towards mid to end of 2018, I was like, I have some songs written in finished polished if i don't put them out then you know i'm gonna die with them having no one really have heard them so i decided to release a project called special delivery in the top of 2019 and um i've been playing all around well when when, when i was able to i was playing live all around new york in the surrounding area um in promotion of of those songs off of special delivery awesome awesome yeah and so would you consider like special delivery like your first EP, like official EP or 
Yeah, yeah. So that's a great question. Um, and you got me because I actually did put a three track EP uh, produced by a gentleman named Ralph Nicastro uh, back in, I, I think it was 2013 or 14, I put it out. And, um, and it, like I said, three songs, pretty straightforward. And then once I got my first job at a college, it was kind of a little challenging to to manage the like pace of releasing frequently. Um, like I said, I was kind of like never in the same place for a long time. So it made uh, writing and recording kind of difficult. But at any rate, so um, Special Delivery is my like first, I guess, or second project officially released and distributed. Um, but the first in a while. Mm, gotcha. You'd say it's not your technically not your first project, but it's your first, it's your first LP. We'll put it like, it's your first full length yeah. project. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Definitely. So what, what was kind of that experience? Like just when you sat down and made that decision, okay, I'm ready to record these songs. Did you, were those the, I believe it's like eight songs or nine songs? on special delivery yeah. yep 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 uh, yeah what what was the kind of process did you just know these were the eight songs or was there more songs that you had to kind of cut down what was that process kind of like yeah no that's a great question and i mean i intentionally kind of i was toying around with how i was going to release um the the songs in general and i i was like oh, i can do another like three song ep but you know i kind of wanted to do this hybrid like not quite you know, what you would consider a full length album. I mean, it's, it's full ish, but it's not, you know, your, your classic 10, 12, 15 track uh, project. Mm -hmm. So I had some songs that I really liked. And then actually I wound up recording uh, the song wrinkles and then the intro chewing gum last and, um, and grow old. And, and those, I was like, you know what, I have all these songs. I might as well just put them all out um, at one time and, and kind of, you know, made the decision to go from those three songs to the the full eight really it's seven tracks with just the piano intro gotcha gotcha yeah. and so uh kind of going back into that mindset was it what was the experience like going into the studio to record the, that album yeah um like like I had mentioned, I, I worked with Matt uh, Basile a lot out in East Williamsburg, and he was so great at just being very flexible. With like, hey, like I'm I'm not kidding you. I I I wrote and recorded. Red Eyes was the first track we wrote. Uh, I I wrote and we recorded together, and I believe it was in 2014, 2015. Like. I mean, and just to give you uh, an idea of the pace at which everything was was recorded. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd work a day job and then take the L train over to uh, East Williamsburg and work with him something like a seven to nine or eight to 10 or, you know, in the, in the later hours of the night. And he was so great to, um, you know, to be flexible with my work schedule. And we kind of just did it little by little. And then, so finally I, I had the collection of songs, um, and, and put them out in 20, early 2019. Awesome. Awesome. And I, I feel like that mentality really works in New York, just that grind to get out there and do your thing. Like you have your regular pay the bills job and then you've got yeah. your thing. So I feel like that mentality really works. And had I had, had I had the energy and the mentality early on that I do now, I feel like straight out of high school, I probably would have moved to New York or something like that. Just kind of moving. But now it's just like, 
nah, I'm kind of more into the small town environment and I'm able to still do my thing. But, you know, New York is yeah. a completely different animal when it comes to living, you know? Totally, totally. And you know what? You're calling on something really great, which is the character of New York City. Like mm-hmm. that in, in every, whether it's in uh, a film or in music or in art in a different medium, you really can tell the influence of New York as a character in every artist's work um just because to your point it's just a different it's a different atmosphere i mean right now i i really miss the city it's a it's a you know a city of extremes you can love it and hate it at the same time and it's so you know it's unforgiving and it's fast paced but it's it's miraculous and incredible and fabulous all at the same time um so to your point I think that the reason that I was able to, or that I felt so inclined to continue to put music out and then record music and then in turn gig all around the city is because there's something going on every single night there, every single moment. It's, it's quite wild. And, and to that point, the amount of talent, it's, it is absolutely fascinating to see all of these musicians, any type of artist, just talent in general. Every mm. every human in New York possesses some sense of t- or level of talent that that you know you can kind of just step back and, and admire and be in awe in, in every person that that you come enco- um, encounter. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I I think New York in general is one of those cities where, from my perspective, from an outsider looking in, that it really relies on the person to hold themselves accountable for everything that yeah. they do. Because oh, yeah. if you don't, New York's just going to leave you and it's just yeah. going to be the next thing, whatever the next thing is, you know? Right. Yeah. I love that. That's a great, that's a great way to put it. So, it, I mean, hopefully one day I'll make it to New York, but just like I, everything good we just said, I've also seen a lot of the like really bad traffic. I've, I hate traffic. I hate that kind of fast paced mentality just because I'm kind of more easygoing when it comes to a lot of things, yeah. but you know, just the experience in New York, I feel like it needs to happen, you know? Yeah. Well, when things open up, come on over, come yeah. on up. <laughs> well, my sound engineer's from uh, like around the Boston area. So he's always trying to get me to come up or trying to find a reason to go visit his family, you know, that's so live and amplified is definitely one of those vehicles, you know? Totally. But so after you released a special delivery, now you're in the myth, or you just released a new single called Monday. Yeah, yeah. And um, so how long has that process kind of been? It released back in April, I believe you said? Yeah, yeah. So um, thanks for thanks for calling that one out, too. So I... Um, it's interesting. So I released special delivery and then I played, you know, I was like, I'm going to go out and I played some open mics at the time sidewalk cafe. Unfortunately, RIP it shut down by now. Um, but I, I played the open mics there and I played at, at, another, at some other great open mics around New York city. And then I wound up booking a show at Rockwood and pianos and, and Bowery electric. And I started upstairs at the map room. And um, the reason I take the time to explain all this is because, you know, I, I, Wrote, Monday was the first song that I wrote after I put special delivery out and and um, my my best friend and, and one of my songwriting partners Greg Allen he uh, I remember playing it for him and he was like it always he was shaking his head and smiling he's like it always happens that way you always write like uh, a real catchy song after you're done with a project and and he's so right and he has such a great ear and I, I that that moment really sticks with me um, but at any rate so I, I had wrote the song and then um, I I brought it to the gentleman that that I was 
that I was playing um, live with. So I, I was I'm play with some fantastic musicians, um, and and we kind of were working through it in our in our uh, rehearsal session, and then we started playing it live and we would play for the audience and everyone would love it. Instant dance song. Like people were so excited about it. And I was like, all right, this is definitely get, getting some traction and has some danceability and makes people happy and it's fun to sing along and dance to. Um, so I wanted to, I, I mindfully picked um, a producer I thought could, you know, kind of bring it that pop dance sensibility to it um, and, and kind of still maintain like a, a rock feel at its core. And um, I worked with this woman, Shayna, it's stylized, all capital S-H-A-Y-N-A, Shayna. And she's um this awesome, badass producer that's based out of, well, she was in LA, but now she's based out of Nashville. And we, I sent her the, um, a live recording and a rehearsal recording and, you know, all the documentation. And, and she was like, this is great. Let's work on it. So we actually finished, we worked remote back and forth to, to record that track. And when I say that we worked remote, you might just be like, Oh, you're just popping people's stems and back and forth and this and that. She was so fantastic. She was like, Hey, when we track your vocals, FaceTime me in and we're going to work on that, work on them together. And I want to be there with you. And, and that was, that was really cool because, you know, we could have spent some time in real life together, but our schedules unfortunately weren't linking up at the time, but she's like, just tell me the time, rent out the studio space and I'll, and FaceTime me in. And I, I can't give her um, enough, enough accolades for the way that she kind of helped coach me through the, the track and really was a true producer. And like, you know, she wasn't just recording it and working on putting the instrumentation around it. She was helping to steer the ship, which I really, really um, can appreciate. So I recorded the vocals um, with some sound engineers, John O and Uncle Jay, out of one of my favorite uh, rehearsal spaces, which is JC Studios out in Jersey City. And um, yeah, and I, you know, Shana was there on FaceTime, recorded the vocals, and then I, I, uh, John and Uncle Jay bounced them over to her. And um, then she, you know, did her thing. And, and the song was done in, in August. It was fully recorded, mixed, mastered in August. So I was kind of just sitting on the track and I was like, well, I don't know when I'm going to re release this and what the next project's going to look like. Um, and, then, and then, you know, a lot of things happened between last August and now. Um, yeah. And I decided, you know, at, we were about a month in in quarantine for, and I was like, I think I'm going to put this out because it already had the fan recognition in the audience. So I said, why not? Yeah. Absolutely. So it was because usually my question to a lot of musicians when they released a song during quarantine is, was there any worry about not releasing it or having to push it back? But since quarantine kind of inspired you to release it, it's kind of yeah, a completely yeah. different story. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to make um an additional commentary on that because you're t again touching on something really really um really great right now and, and very observational which is the fact that it feels counterintuitive to release new music in quarantine in a way because there's no like I, I was thinking before this happened how am I going to release Monday am I going to do a Monday release show where am I going to book it what venue should I book it at who should I try and build a bill with you know you're thinking of all these things when whenever you're you want to have like this momentous opportunity mm -hmm. um but then when I was in quarantine I'm like huh you know this already exists there's already some traction around it it's already known mm -hmm. and kind of the whole 
do you the the hook of the course or the hook of the song is do you remember monday do you remember monday Mm -hmm. wasn't that long ago it kind of is like what day is it it's it's kind of a way that it can be interpreted like do you remember monday and you kind of feel that way a little bit while you're in quarantine at least i have and i'm i'm sure some people may be able to empathize with that um but i say all this to kind of observe and um call out what you were may, may have been alluding to which is you know people may not music is such a a memory centric vehicle or it can be so you know you remember a song you listen to a song and it reminds you of i'm making this up your prom or you know a time where you're really happy or you're really sad and music was there for you quote unquote to help support you through it so you kind of run the risk of like being associated with a time that hasn't been the most pleasant Mm -hmm. right because there's been a lot of of challenges over the past few months um, in a lot of ways for a lot of different people but since the song already had this positive recognition and was already known i felt comfortable to gotcha oh and and you know kind of just as a as a gift for people if they want such yeah absolutely um so are you working sorry we broke up there for a quick second oh no no you good you got me yeah okay. yeah i got you um so that you know you touched on a lot of really good stuff there and like just having that positive song released during quarantine hopefully it'll help people kind of cling on to better days that'll be coming hopefully down the or not hopefully better days that'll be coming down the pipeline totally Uh, and just kind of remember all the you know so what's are you what's the plan moving forward with the song are you working towards another ep another lp or are you just kind of running the singles route yeah, I mean, I think that that's, the, that's an excellent question. Thanks for asking. And I think that there's, um, you know, that's not something I necessarily have uh, planned out to a T yet. I, I can say that I'm constantly writing and co-writing and working with other musicians and producers and, and um, recording music. And, and the release strategy isn't entirely fully fleshed out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can say that I am working on a bunch of different things and um, there, you know, I, I will be putting out more new music at some point. It's just how it will be presented is still a part of the strategy that I'm, that I'm trying to, to hash out. Gotcha. Do uh, music videos or any of that fun stuff kind of work its way into your strategy for like Monday, like once quarantine. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. And I mean, I, I'll never rule that out because I think that having a supplemental, a, a visual is, mm-hmm. is great. Um, it just kind of, it depends on like, it's so tough to plan right now mm-hmm. that I think my plan has to be, has been to try and not plan and yeah. to just create and then think about how everything will be released, what, what supplemental um assets will be released alongside it and and then kind of um take it from there but right now i'm just thinking i have the mentality like if you build they will come kind of thing just keep building keep creating and um you know figure out figure out the rest once we may have the opportunity to have a bit more of a foresight of what the what the future will look like yeah absolutely absolutely um so obviously with the quarantine going on right now everybody's had a little bit more time to kind of little bit more free time to be frank with you 
Um, are you doing anything to kind of challenge yourself musically right now or challenge, like draw from new influences or learn a new instrument? Uh, what are you kind of doing right now to challenge yourself musically? Uh, I think you're frozen. No? Yes? Maybe? Hey. Hey. All right. Sorry. Um, I think I caught the gist of what you asked, which was, have I been doing anything to challenge myself more musically? Is that correct? Yep. yep. During the quarantine. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so as far as challenging myself, you know, I think that every day I, I wake up with the intention, okay, I, I what am I going to do to to feed and invest in my artistry today? And that can look different every single day. Um, I can say one thing that I'm really proud of and and I'm happy that this is something that's continued throughout quarantine quarantine is I've been um I have weekly vocal lessons. I have a fantastic vocal coach. Um, her name is Monica Judkins and she has seamlessly transitioned to the Zoom module of uh, lessons and that's something that I um I'm so there, you know, a highlight of my week is just really honing, getting to chat with her and honing in on, on my craft of singing and really, um, you know, holding myself accountable to, to investing in myself and becoming the best that I can be. Um, so that would be, I guess, an example of how I'm challenging myself or, or one small example. Cool. Cool. Um, and so one of the things that we really like to do on live and amplified here is, um, pass on advice to younger musicians, so I want to kind of take the next few minutes and run down that alleyway and just see what happens. Um, so what advice do you have for younger musicians that are looking to just get started? All right. Well, I'm going to sprint down the alleyway. Okay. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no. So for, for the younger, for, for younger musicians or for just anyone in general, I think it can be applicable to all ages. Like if you want to do something, do it. And like, just don't, fixate on it needs to be perfect it needs to be the absolute best the best thing that I've ever written the best beat I'll ever make like the the best podcast that I'll ever be a guest on or podcast that'll produce or, or anything just just <laughs> I was about to quote Nike wow here we go just do it but really <laughs> just uh, just just find you know just start you got to start somewhere everyone the greats of the great have the greatest of the great rather have started just started and and then from there once you start just keeping at it and and um as as silly or as cliche as this may sound like do your best to enjoy the process right because there have been times even myself where i'm like oh man like why haven't I gotten a sync placement yet? Or why haven't I worked with a producer that I really am targeting? Or why haven't I written a catchy song or booked this venue or whatever it is? And then I've, I've caught myself and been like, wait, like I should be enjoying this process. Like if I can't, you know, in New York, it would be um, an awesome play to book Mercury Lounge on like a Friday night. And, you know, I could, maybe I could, I would have like found the way, known the right person and knew the right person to get booked at. But then if I, played to an empty room well what's the what's the fun in that right like it, appreciating the journey of being able to take your time and 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 play the venues that that allow you or that will give you the best platform at that time and enjoying that um is something to really keep in mind just enjoying the process awesome and then uh one other thing we like to touch on is about like stepping into the studio for the first time what what advice would you have for musicians there Oh man. I mean, 
you know, what does your studio look like and what do you want it to look like? Do you want to work with someone remote? Do you want to have your own home recording studio and setup? Do you want to spend X amount of dollars to have a super professional established studio? Do you want to record in someone's rented room in industrial Williamsburg or wherever your respective city is? You know, I think just knowing what you want it to look like and um, and just learning from it and appreciating it again, appreciating the experience and then just taking it from there because we're in the age where you can really do anything on your own volition. Um, so if you want to do it on your own, do it on your own. If you want to book a, a, an expensive hourly studio, do it if you can. You know, it's, it's kind of you choose your own adventure, you choose your own methods and um, take it from there. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that you'd mentioned earlier on in the podcast, and I know for a fact we talked about before we jumped on here was your constant traveling that you used to do. And you said that it was because of your work, correct? Right. Or yeah. And pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. The business, uh, business and leisure. Gotcha. Uh, so what's kind of, as somebody that likes to travel, what's that kind of been like not being able to travel? Yeah, I love that. I love that you brought that up because um, remember earlier in our discussion, I had mentioned writing Red Eyes back in 2014, I believe. And I actually wrote that song while I was traveling and it was something that was, you know, inspired by travel. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was traveling so frequently for events and then for, for personal reasons as well. And I really enjoyed it because, you know, with travel comes new things to observe and take in and, and inspiration seems to, you know, exist. Um, maybe a, a lot more um, accessibly because mm. of your change, constant change in environment. But um, not being able to travel, I, I actually have, you know, I would be lying if I said I didn't miss traveling, but I also have been appreciating the juxtaposition of staying in the same place for a while. Um, you know, it's it, everything, everything has its, its pros and cons. And I think that staying put also can be inspiring it really is just how you're looking at something and how you're perceiving things you know like I sit out here right now and I'm in the back my uh in the backyard with a whole bunch of flowers and I'm just watching these bees work their way through um I guess extracting pollen or whatever they may do <laughs> um I'm, I'm no expert on that but just that is something that I can sit here and observe and and I, I hear the birds like there's just a lot of different ways to um find inspiration I think a lot of it is going to is going to be based off your perception making the best of your environment um and yeah so I miss the traveling but I'm also appreciative of the ability to stay put for a little bit yeah absolutely as long as the staying put doesn't last too much longer I mean I'm kind of in the same boat <laughs> you right now we'd be traveling almost every other weekend going somewhere but Right now, right. obviously, we can't, and you know, my my wallet's happy, I guess. So you know, sure. yeah, that, that's always exciting. But you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, dang, I really like a little bit different. I drive everywhere. I don't. I'm like, I mean, I'll fly if I have to, but I'd much rather drive. I don't right. know why, but um, you know, just not being able to get out and drive what whenever I want is kind of taxing a little bit you know I kind of miss it but yeah uh so 
how are things looking out in New Jersey, New York? Is are things starting to open up a little bit? You know, I, I kind of get conflicting messages when I go to the media and then I talk to people that are in the area, you know, so. Yeah. Wait, so are you driving, are you driving around town at all or, or like you're just kind of not moving at all? No, I drive around town, but like just not being able to go visit my friends the next state over is kind of, you know, not not exciting so yeah yeah no I hear you um yeah so in so I haven't been back to New York since mid-March um so in in New Jersey I mean I um I drive around a little bit been getting a decent amount of takeout and going to you know like the grocery store and things of that nature but um there's some parks that have opened up and some beaches and everything but I I certainly have to uh, am choosing to err on the side of caution because mm-hmm. um you know I, there's to your point you you go to the media and there's conflicting information everywhere so it's mm-hmm. like you don't know what the source of truth is and quite literally I uh going past the going past the not knowing what outlets perhaps to trust or to you know invest your as as sources of truth I think that everything is just changing every day and, mm. and, you know, this is a relatively new virus. So any information that we've, we've deemed as fact or that the experts have deemed as fact, those facts can change because this is a living, breathing, moving beast. Yeah. We don't know what, what the, the, the facts are and what they, yeah. what the facts will remain as. So um, that being said, I'm like, Hey, you know what, I, if, if it's helpful for, the health and safety of myself and those in close proximity to me and the rest of the greater population, then I'm cool with just staying put, you know, let's figure, let's figure this out. Let's, I'm not sure what the, what the right thing is to do, but I'm going to err on the side of caution because to me, that's what feels right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think, I think as the summer kind of opens up, like the, the thing for me is just, the presentation of everything and it's just like all right well just because i'm not 100 percent sure what's right i i kind of follow in the same footsteps where it's just like all right well i'm gonna i live here by myself anyway so i don't really i'm new i'm new-ish to town i've only lived in te- uh, waco here for about six months so i don't have like friendships that are super deep here you know it's like i have yeah. my work relationships and then the way everything kind of worked out, I had literally only been in Waco for 90 days when wow. the quarantine kind of happened. So it's like, all right, well, I don't have, I, I have a couple of friends here, but they're, they're not like anything where we hung out more than once or twice, you know? So right, right. It, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I don't really have anywhere to go at the moment. All my friends live in New Mexico where I would spent four years. So like the reason I moved to Texas, cause I was in Florida and I wanted to get back closer out to New Mexico to be with my friends. And, you know, I can't really go to New Mexico cause the job I had or have not had have has a very strict travel ban pretty much. Okay. So, okay. You know, it's one yeah. of yeah but, yeah it's, it's tricky it's a tricky situation you know like we, you don't know what to do so you just do nothing kind of thing like do nothing active rather not like yeah. you're just you know yeah but i will say like even during the quarantine live and amplified just like i've spent a lot of my time and money building up 
infrastructure for live and amplified. Like we relaunched our website. That was something yeah. I never thought we'd do, you know, yeah. just because the money that it took was crazy. And then like, I finally had enough money in my bank account where I was like, you know what? I could pay for a year and then we'll worry about the rest next year, you know? So now yeah. we're, we're building that up. Our, our Facebook is growing. Like we're getting like, 500 new facebook followers every month which is amazing yeah yeah like we'd struggle like our first three years we struggled to hit that in a year you know so it's just like the fact that we're doing that every month right now is amazing so yeah and you're and look at that like you're calling on something very important to recognize which is there are there are these silver linings that we can find during a time of extreme change right Mm -hmm. and like like you said that to-do list that you, oh like some whether it's like I always wanted to learn how to cross stitch or I always wanted to learn how to web develop or whatever it is yeah. you know like now you can you have the time to do it so go for it you know or don't <laughs> you know yeah. yeah absolutely and it it like I think right now is going to be a really interesting and pivotal time for the future because if you didn't like if if you've been saying for the last three years that I want to learn how to do this, or I want to do this, or I want to do that. And you didn't try and make a step forward in learning that during the last 90 days or however long the quarantine happens, if you didn't take a step to learn that, you know, then you're probably never going to do it because right now would have been the perfect time to do it. Right. Right. Right, exactly. And you know what, that's not, that's not to say that uh, we're calling anyone's bluff if they said they always wanted to learn a cross stitch and they haven't been learning how to cross stitch right now. Like, that's not the point. The point is just, if you have something that you want to do Mm. or learn, now would be an opportune time, probably. And, and maybe it's not and maybe there's, you know, even if it's not learning something, you know, uh, from the very bare bones up and, and it's something very, very new to you. Maybe you, it was a goal to spend more time developing relationships with friends or with your family, or um, maybe you task yourself with, I'm making this up, but like reading more books or being online less. There's just, there's a lot of um, ways that you can approach this to be constructive and and overall um, beneficial to your well-being mm-hmm. there it, it kind of again going back to that perception it's how you perceive it and it's how you how you choose to navigate how you choose to navigate it just like anything else yeah absolutely absolutely you know so it, it the and what another thing that I was kind of alleging to is I think it'll be an interesting time for music after this because there's a lot of musicians that have just been sitting at home because this is what they do full time and they haven't been able to get out and play. So they've been at home creating, they've been writing, not necessarily recording because they may not have that ability to have their own in-home studio. But the six to nine months after everybody kind of gets back out from quarantine it's going to be a really interesting time to see how much good music actually comes out. Like we're going to be influxed with a lot of really good music right now. All right. All right. So that's your bet. That's your bet that six, six to nine months out, we'll have some, some really great releases. Okay, cool. That's, that's what I'm saying. Um, it's been on, it's been on record. I've said it as several times on this podcast, except I think this time I actually put a timeline on it, you know, cause I just said, 
I'd usually just say like after the quarantine, we're going to have a nice influx, but like, I'm going to say six to nine months, somebody's going to pop off or somebody you've never heard of is just going to come screaming out of the gates because they took their time, practiced their craft and put certain things in place to take yeah. advantage of life after quarantine. <laughs> that's, I think that I think, and that's the name of your, you know, of your book life after quarantine. You, you heard it here first. That's uh, it's Tom, Tom quiet. Is that, quiet. Am I saying that? Yeah, quiet? Quiet. Yeah. Okay. Tom quiet. Here's his, here's his book. Um, life after quarantine. You can get it on uh, self-published right now on Amazon. <laughs> I've fake that is fake. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Tom will make it real, but uh, you, you say, it's I feel fake, like you got but... some, I feel like you got some knowledge you want to drop. Well, and that's kind of why we started the digital magazine because I was all, I've always wanted myself and my uh, audio engineer, we've always kind of wanted to write a book. And so he was always a lot more disciplined in it. Like he'd go into his notes and just write like small and small passages or small entries about whatever he was feeling at the time. But me, I was always, no, I've got to sit down and write long. Like if I'm going to write, I'm going to sit down and do everything at once. And that was always very daunting. What's that? Daunting. Daunting. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay. So I took a step back and when we launched our new website, I noticed they had like a feature that we could do like blog posting and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so I took that as the opportunity to kind of break everything down that I've been wanting to write about. So it's in smaller pieces. Um, so now I'm hoping that with that, I'll be able to kind of take the small entries and expand it into something bigger and make a complete book out of it. Nice. So. See, I knew you were a writer. You, you have too much wise wisdom to uh to share with everyone to not to not aspire to have it in written form see i, I wish my seventh grade english teacher was here to hear that because <laughs> I actually Call I, him up. I i she was already <laughs> pretty yeah but uh you know it it's one of those things where if anybody when i was growing up said i was going to be a writer it's like no you're kidding me right like this guy can't <laughs> go there and you know so it, it's funny. It, well, funny. to be fair, there's confusing. There's three different versions. And how do yeah. you ever know? <laughs> that was that was my argument growing up, but you know, <laughs> that didn't that didn't quite last last long. Um, but you know, so you may be onto something. There may be a book in the works. Okay. We're, we're, we're working on it. Okay. So and actually a title that I've been playing around with is called pandemic pending okay Ooh, ooh, a little bit mysterious elusive like pandemic pending like tell me more okay okay i'm, I'm in i'm in yeah so it basically everything that i just talked about like the uh wanting to learn different things is just it's just kind of a play off of that like because of the phrase i used to use of when the pandemic first started in these podcasts was the phrase pandemic pending because yeah. it was like, Oh, Hey, because back in like uh, a early April, it was like, Hey, do you have any, sh or what shows do you have coming up that you feel are far enough out that you might still get a shot to play pandemic pending. Right. Got yeah. you. Okay. So, okay. 
you know, it, it, that's kind of been the new on the new title of an untitled book, if you will. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I like it. I like it a lot. And it, it has a lot of um, transferable applications. So I, I'm looking forward to what, what comes of that. It's going to be like chapter one, the, the, pandemic that was COVID-19 chapter two pandemic yeah. pending whatever the whatever title yeah. you want your album your I don't know your yeah. new web development your bakery yeah. whatever yeah <laughs> absolutely um so anyways w- what's kind of your plan moving forward are you um like are you doing anything to kind of make sure you're ready to hit the ground running once you're able to play shows? Is there any light at the end of the tunnel to be uh, start playing shows, stuff like that? Yeah. So, you know what? I, um, I miss playing live. I miss playing with other people because like I said, I, I have, I was, I've been so fortunate to connect with super talented uh, musicians and songwriters. And like, mm-hmm. I want to hang in person. There's nothing beats that energy of, like live hanging out uh but Mm -hmm. i will say um what what i am currently working on is um a few different things and i i had a a campaign planned to release a cover um that i'm very excited about and i teamed up with another really badass female producer um, named angelique she's based out of la and she's just phenomenal and um we have this i'm sitting on a cover i don't know waiting to release but I have to be honest here there is a large um, humanitarian activism movement going on right now that's been a long time coming and I am taking this as an opportunity to listen Mm -hmm. and to learn and to not use my platforms to um, you know kind of actualize on this campaign that I've been planning on for a while because it's not the right time I I I, um, so I plan to release it originally at the end of June and I'm going to push it until whenever it needs to be pushed. Because Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I don't feel comfortable and I don't think, think it's the right time for me to, to be speaking so loudly in um, effort to, to self-promote too, too much um, because I want to spend time listening and learning and, and, and giving others the platform to be heard. So that is what's next in the near movement. It's already planned out. It's just a matter of when. Mm -hmm. And then as far as planning any shows, I don't have any planned at any venues yet. Um, Mm -hmm. I will say, you know, um, Bowery Electric, one of my favorite places to play Manhattan did reach out to me and they said, hey, like, do you have any uh, footage from when you played at our place? Like, we're going to try and do some, some, um, like, repurpose the material on our, on our youtube channel so stay tuned for that whenever if and when that ever actualizes i'll definitely make sure to promote that and and let everyone know about it um but like i'm itching to play there and you know uh rockwood and, and pianos and any other i hope that that all of these the, the the spots can survive um but that being said i think what i will do is a live stream probably at the end of the of the month um i always like to play a pride show and at the end of this month, I um I think I'll probably go live and play a little show, just to to do it because why yeah. not? Yeah, um, but again, I, uh, I'll, we'll say pandemic pending, but but really more so like state of the world pending. I, I I'm really trying to be very mindful in how I move through, um you know the how I move through my 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 presence on social media, especially now. So um we will we will leave it at that. Um, 
I hope that that's that answered your question. Did that answer your question? No, yeah, it did. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so first of all, I want to thank you so much for giving me the time to sit down and chat. I'm really glad we got this to reschedule, you know, because when, uh, when you made that joke last, I think it was last Sunday when I told you that my like computer system was down, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a fun interview. We have to try and get this (laughs) ASAP, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Luckily I had, I was originally planning on making a road trip this weekend because like I'd mentioned, I'm just itching to get out on the road. So I was going to kind of secretly make a road trip somewhere oh okay. uh, secrets out yeah secrets out but oh well oh <laughs> uh, but you know unfortunately finances just didn't work out you know it, it was in the middle of a paycheck and it was just like eh, okay I'm not gonna stress about it at this point I'm not gonna spread myself so thin that I can't make it to the next paycheck you know yeah 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 but you know sp- spoken so I think we'll try and do it again here in a couple of weeks or whatever it is, but you know, it is okay. what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So w- one thing that I want, we always end every podcast on is yeah. one very specific question. All right. Well, I have, I have one more thing I want to make sure to talk about, but I'll answer this question. Okay. Well, I, we'll wait. What's the uh, one. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't want, I didn't want to ruin your, your um, classic ending. That's why I was like, wait, there's one other thing I want okay. to make okay. mention of. So no, uh, I'm going to let you finish, but no. Oh, I, okay. I, yeah. I think I know. <laughs> I, I think I know where you're going and I'm sorry. I completely spaced on it, but go oh, ahead. No worries. No worries. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about, so um, you, you mentioned what's next and I talked everyone's ears off about my desire to play out live, but also being patient and, and being patient with uh, the, my new, cover that I'll be releasing. But um, I have to say a small win of mine as of uh, recent was I, I received my first sync placement. So um, I had uh, I my one of my songs off the of special delivery will be a part of a film independent film festival trailer. Um, the film festival is called Nevertheless Film Festival. And it's founded by an incredible, wonderful woman named Meredith Finch, dear friend of mine and brilliant businesswoman and activist uh, feminist she is she is a fantastic individual and nevertheless is her film festival and it's in its second year so my song wrinkles will be uh, placed with the trailer so you'll definitely have to check um, a the trailer out and you should go to nevertheless and check out the uh, she's making it virtual this year which like she really is never like the the living walking breathing example of nevertheless we persist like she's like pandemic what I'm gonna make this film festival uh, that usually takes place in Ann Arbor Michigan I'm gonna spin it and put it uh, in the virtual space so definitely check that out um, a lot of incredible independent films uh, part of that programming so um and yeah you'll get to hear my music for the trailer to the festival how cool yeah, so um thank you to nevertheless and to meredith finch and uh, i hope that everyone can can check that out yeah absolutely um you brought up wrinkles which when i was going through your spotify that's the song that you did like a dance remix of oh yeah yeah <laughs> what, what, was, what was kind of since we're on the topic what was the uh, kind of the idea behind that was that your idea a friend's idea what was the my goodness, Tom, you really ask all the right questions. Uh, you're you're really good at your job. So um, if people, have, if no one's told you that before, you heard it here first, but I bet people have told you that before because you're I great. So I really uh, yeah, of course. So, um, so great question. I, I gave wrinkles to my producer, Matt, and he sent me um, an arrangement of it that was kind of dancey. And I was like, 
he said it to me and I was like, Matt, what is this? No, wait, please. Like uh, the, the, the mood of this is, is a bit somber and, you know, self-reflective. Like it's not a dance. And he's like, okay, okay. It sends me a second bounce. I'm like, ah, that's it. Thank you for capturing the vibe. Great. So then we, <laughs> I, I have an album release party and, and Matt comes to it. And um, as soon as I played Wrinkles, some people in the crowd started like bopping to it as though it was a dance song. And after the after the party, he texts me and he goes, thanks so much for the invite. By the way, saw people wanting to dance and bop to Wrinkles. I knew I was right. <laughs> and I was like, this guy, I mean, again, people are great at their jobs. You're yeah. great at your job. He's great at his. And he, he called it that. Um, it should be it should be a dance song. So I said, you know what, Matt, this is what we're gonna do. Let's do a dance remix of it. And he was like, all right, awesome. And he, he kind of had at it and and really uh took that to its dance remix format. And um yeah, so just definitely giving him and his his artistic um, ear some shine there. Awesome, awesome. That's really yeah. cool. You know, it, it's always fun when you're able to kind of take because I've definitely seen it where like people perform songs different ways and just like giving somebody else creative liberty to kind of do what they feel is right for a song. That's awesome. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that it worked out, that's really cool. Yeah. So, um, but as, as what, what we were talking about beforehand, we ask every, at the end of every podcast, we ask one very yep. specific question. All right. And it, it's, I, I think you'll have fun with it but all right all right why music oh man well first of all tom i want to just say thank you for having me um i hope that everyone tunes into live and amplified and it's live the letter n and then amplified not live and amplified for those of you that want to follow the handles on all platforms and you should um and now i will address your question why music um music is to quote the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the great communicator, uh, it is something that can translate feelings without actually saying the feelings. It is something, uh, it's a form of expression. It is a commodity that is surrounded by passion and authenticity and expression. And for that reason, it is something that will always be present in my life, whether I'm doing it uh as as leisure or hobby or professional or for sync licensing purposes it is just it's special and it allows expression and kind of um immortalizes anything that you're feeling or that you want to say and i think that that that's as does all art and i think that that is um that is something very special to have as as a as a means of expressing yourself in life how'd i do Great. That was perfect. All answer. right. That was All great. Right. Oh, so where could everybody find you on social media, follow your new music, any potential upcoming shows once pandemic lifts? Yeah. So. Cool. Well, thanks for asking that. And I hope that you do make it up to the Northern area. If you'd like, well, um, you I can will, drive. I, I do really want to come up to New York because I want to have a real Nathan's hot dog. All right, yeah, you can go. You can definitely do that. There's um, there's a Nathan's hot dog cart right outside, right near my apartment in Union Square. So uh, if you want to check that out, or go to Coney Island, do the authentic, authentic thing, whatever you'd like. Yeah. Um, but 
for to answer your question, where to find any updates about my music, um, I am very active on Instagram. It's at egmusicnyc. I also have a website that's www.egmusicnyc.com that links out to all my socials. It has updates. You can also, if you please, subscribe to my mailing list. I will definitely include this version of live and amplified this episode on my next email blast which will come out um we're thinking sometime next week mm -hmm. so if you uh, want to subscribe you should totally do that and um those are probably the best places to stay informed about all the happenings mm -hmm. in my musical world um and then yeah make sure that you're following all of all of the live and amplifies channels as well it's live and amplified uh if you want to check my music emily gabriel out on spotify itunes oh not itunes apple music however you listen to music just type in my name to that browser search bar it's emily g-a-b as in boy r-i-e-l-e -E, and you will be able to find my music particularly my new single monday awesome awesome and just <laughs> just for the record i still call it itunes all the time okay okay itunes but is itunes Okay. Well, well, that's another, we won't, we won't go down that rabbit hole, Tom. We, we, uh, we've, we may have talked the ears off of our listeners enough at this point. <laughs> yeah. That, very true. Very true. But once again, thank you so much. We're, we're trying to figure out a time to come up, come up that way. Obviously we, every year it's like, Oh, we'll come up like Labor Day weekend. And then now it's just like, okay, well, we don't even know if we're going to be able to travel this year, you know? Well, well, when you come up, Definitely hit me up. We'll go catch some music. We can get a hot dog. I would probably say I would be a harder sell on the pizza, but if you're a hot dog guy, well, go to someone it, else. If you here, want to here, pizza, here's you the thing. <laughs> and it's this is the perfect time to bring this up because it's the end of the podcast. Okay. I'm born and raised in Chicago. Got so, it. Got but it. You know, I, I'm not that like I, I will make this statement. Okay. I can't stand Chicago hot dogs. They taste like Whoa. they they taste like pure nasty. To what me. about the pop? When you bite in, you get the pop. Nope, nope, I'm not <laughs> buying it. Um, but I do love. Ever since I was uh, started traveling back and forth, because uh, when I went to school, I'd come down to Florida to visit my parents. Yeah. Uh, and the one of the um, airports that I would always lay over in had a Nathan's hot dog. And so mm. ever since college, I would start eating Nathan's hot dogs. And it's like, you Got know it. what? These are amazing. But I have a feeling that the the food court version of a Nathan's hot dog is not an authentic Nathan's hot dog. So okay. I really want to, that, that's why I want to try a Coney a New Island. York one? Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to say, I'm, I'm a little offended that that's the reason you want to come to New York, not to see the music scene or the nope. stand-up scene, go to a museum. You want to eat the hot dog. What? Come on. No, I'm teasing you. <laughs> but the 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 argument will always remain pizza. I've had new I've had New York style pizza. Yeah. And I don't hate it, but I grew up on Chicago pizza, so it's yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, if you come to New York when you come to New York, if yeah. you want to get pizza, you know where to find me. You hit me up. We'll go get some good slices. I'll take you on a pizza tour if you want. <laughs> Whatever. Why not? Yeah. And what then, of course, obviously, obviously the music, like we have definitely have a lot of connects up there. So just trying to go see the music. And I remember Jeff, my audio engineer, like when we first started hanging out, he'd always tell me stories about full bands trying to tour in New York and the horror stories that they would have. Yeah, so, yeah. sounds about right. 
trying <laughs> trying to carry a uh, full drum kit on the train, you know, just all that fun stuff. So not it's just get an Uber. Yeah. Not not economical or uh, environmentally friendly, but it's just it's nearly impossible to carry a drum set on the train. Yeah, absolutely. But all right, Tom. Yep. Thank you so much. Thank you to Live and Amplified. Thank you to every any and everyone that helps make this possible. I'm Emily Gabriel. Follow me at EG Music NYC on Instagram. Check out my website, egmusicnyc.com. Until next time. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, Emily, for your time. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys later. All right.